Hi there, this is Matt Wakeling and you're listening to the Guitar Speak podcast, my show that I produce in Sydney, Australia, where I get to speak to leading guitarists and guitar figures from all around the world. Thank you so much for joining me for episode number 98. Now, five episodes ago, I got to speak to Doug Wimbish, bassist from Living Colour, and today I'm thrilled to bring my interview with Living Colour guitarist and founder, Vernon Reed. Now, I've been a huge fan of Vernon's since Living Colour's debut album, Vivid, was released in 1988, and it's really hard to believe that 30 years have passed since that record was released. Vernon is an incredibly articulate and thoughtful musician, and it was a great honour to have him on the podcast. So let's go straight into our conversation. Vernon, Living Colour come back to Australia this December, in part to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Vivid. I read a quote from you talking about that record, Vivid, and you said Vivid is was outside of its time. Um, can you explain what that means? Um, uh, well... I would say it wasn't following the trend. Uh, it wasn't following any particular trend of music that was pre- present at that time. It was its own, you know, I mean, it, certainly our influences on that record were everything from James Brown's music to, to Hendrix's music to the Talking Heads' music to, I mean, jazz rock fusion music. I mean, like, I mean, there were a lot of different things that went into what made that record what it was. And also, it was also a very much, um, it, part of the subject matter was social conditions. I mean, the record is a funny mix because a song like Broken Hearts is a very personal song. Sure. Um, a song like Cult of Personality is, 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 is very, talking about a, a, a social phenomenon. Absolutely. And yeah. and one of the cu- curious aspects of that record is the way in which a lot of the things that were talked about on that record are, um, you know, like something like Which Way to America, like the chant in, in the breakdown, Where's My VCR? I mean, it's kind of a funny thing when we do the song live because... You know, people don't even know what a VCR is anymore, right? <laughs> so, so, so it's a, it's really very, very, very amusing. But the question, you know, um, like one of the one of the couplets is, you know, I look at, the, you know, my, you know, I look at the TV. Your America is doing fine. I look out my window. My America is doing time. Yeah, and that is more true now. Mm-hmm. than it was at that time. I mean, it was, um, you know, that, you know, the Clinton, the crime bill, I mean, mass incarceration really just started to happen big time. Um, you know, when, which way to right after, which way to America came out. And, um, a lot of things like a song like funny vibe could have been written yesterday. Sure. Could have been literally yeah. written yesterday. Yep, yep. And I mean, Colt, you mentioned Colt. I mean, if there was ever a time for that song, it feels like now rather than 30 years ago. We're in it. Yeah, it's right. It's, it's, it's weird. It's like, it's more, it's like a song about a phenomenon, but, you know, 
Like it really feels like a lived, a real time lived thing right now. I was going to ask you, Vernon, you know, you reach a, a milestone like this, say 30 years or 25 years since Stain. Do you allow yourself to reflect on the legacy of a record or does the fact that it's still playing itself out, does that, does that alter the way you think of the record given it's still got such currency? Well, it's weird. It's, 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 it's a weird, it's weird. You know, time is, is a weird thing to, to, um, you know, cause we're always moving forward. And, um, the fact that we're always moving forward, but certain things remain constant is, mm-hmm. is one of the curious aspects of it. Sure. Um, as I said, Mentioning VCRs, you know, is very. Is well, you know, it says, "Where's my, where's my, my, where's my TV show?" Right, and that's before reality TV became the thing. So, oh, you know, VCRs no longer exist, but everybody can have their own TV show right now. You can have your own TV show. You need to be on YouTube, or you could be on the Discovery Channel. You can have your own TV show. Now, Vernon, your your voice as a guitarist on that record, it was already very developed. You'd already had a, a, a great career playing with people like, you know, Roland Jackson and Defunct. You were right. drawing on influence, like rock and blues rock influences, of course, but also 20th century guys like Eric Dolphy, Sonny Sharrick, even even Charles Ives. Now, this is this is your debut album with that band, and yet you've got this such a developed voice. How do you how do you build on that? How have you con- continued to develop your playing since then? One fret at a time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. I mean, the guitar. The guitar is. It's you know. It's like. Uh, it's weird to have lived with something, now for so long in my life, and um, and the idea of finding different fingerings, um, um, try to. Even even now, improve, get better. You know, uh, um, is it's a, it's a strange thing because I'll listen to something that I did, and it's like hearing a different guitar player. It's like hearing somebody I don't know. Really? I'll go, wow, what? Yeah, yeah. It, and, but I know that it's me. But who I was in that particular state of mind, uh, it's a it's a fascinating thing. But part of the thing is. Um, guitar, you know, because I played in different contexts. I played, you know, with the Yohimbi brothers. I played with James Blood Omer. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a, a, a variety. I recently just did a band of gypsies thing with some friends of mine. And who, the guitar is weird. Like, it's not like if, I'm play, if I was playing with my band Mask, that I would play exactly the way I would play with Living Color. So the context is different. I would play subtly or just different in a way. Like when I would play with Yohimbi Brothers, you know, it was like a, a different kind of vibe, a different kind of groove. Of course, there's overlap. There are certain things I play, you know, you can hear me play that and, and you'll hear that in Living Color. But then, you know, I wouldn't play, you know, part of the weird thing is, oh man, I wouldn't really want to play this cool, weird thing. But then when I play Middleman, it's a challenge because it's like, oh, I've been playing this song for over 30 years. <laughs> so, 
you know, there's certain things that I, you know, like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll approach it like this. And one of the things is like, how do I, how to manage consciousness? Like, like, how can I make, remain open to whatever jumps into my ear, whatever jumps into my hand, but at the same time, play, you know, something that I think is appropriate to the song, just appropriate to the song, right? Sure. And, and that's like one of the great challenges about living with something, um, this experience of guitar for so long in my life. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I still, I still have to, I still, I still have to practice. Damn it! <laughs> well, that's that's heartening for the rest of us, I guess. Hey, um, uh, it makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Living Colors' latest album, Shade, it makes some very explicit references to the blues. I mean, that's always been in your playing, of course. And uh, it's not to right. say Shade is an exclusively blues album, but you're doing, you're playing some slide on on that record. Is is that a new thing for you? You know, I actually, funny you should say that, because I actually make, I actually made my own slides, and um, I made this, this slide that allows me to play, I wanted to play slide as a color, but I wanted to also be able to play certain kind of fingerings and things. So I, um, you know, I made up the slide, and I actually, I'm actually thinking about making them available, I don't know. But, um... Yeah, you know, those, you know, all the blues is so important. Um, it's such a, an important um, uh, institutional, experiential space. And, um, and we weren't trying to make a blues record. We were trying to say, you know, blues, rock and roll came out of the blues. And how do we, how do we reflect that influence. How does Living Color reflect that influence? And that's, um, you know, what, what went into the idea of Iron Chick. You know, like, um, the song Who Shot You by, by Biggie Smalls yeah, sure. is not a blues tune, but it's a blues story. But it like, kind of is, yeah. What happened yeah. to yeah, Christopher Wallace, what happened to Christopher Wallace is as much blues as a lead belly type of story. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Gotcha. There's uh, there's other tunes on on the record too. Something like um, like program. That seems I don't know if there's a classic living color sound, but maybe program is kind of like it. It reminded me a little bit of Middleman. You know that thing with the big unison riffs with you on the bass. Yeah, a little bit. What about on a track like Come On? There's that chopped up guitar solo, which is fantastic. Is that a post production thing, or are you you doing some live processing on that? Is that on Come On? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's 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 post. That's a bunch of you know. That's Andre Bench, you know, working with Crazy Magic, um, our producer. Yeah. Um, it's funny though, you know. There's um, uh, the technology is. I mean, we, you know, because there's like kind of cutting up the entire track, you know, on a level. Yeah. Um, we don't really do that so much, but even though even though there is, you know, there are are. Um, uh, techniques is this this technology to allow you to do a little bit of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. But the way you know, because the guitar's cut up, but it's also the whole track gets cut up too. Yeah, it's killer. Um, it's so cool. Well, yeah, thank you. 
I'll give a lot of credit. A lot of credit goes to Chris Chris Lord Algie mixed that track. Chris oh, Lord, okay. Great, okay. He's a great. Yeah, yeah. He he. You know, a lot of credit goes to him for mixing that track. Yep. That's cool. Vernon, we haven't got much time left, so my last question for you is, what's your advice for guitarists trying to find their own voice? Okay, so, so, um, find, try to find your own voice. I mean, you have to ask yourself a lot of questions about who you really are, and don't be afraid of the answers. Don't be afraid of the answers. If you're, if you're really, like, um, if, if say you're a metal guy and you really, you really are attracted to country and Western music mm-hmm. or the other way around, you're a country guy and you really, you know, or, you know, don't be afraid to pursue your interest. Don't be afraid to listen to music that you wouldn't normally listen to. And also you have to manage your frustration. Guitars are incredibly frustrating instruments and it can be a mind numbingly boring. So one way to, to, you know, part of the thing is be patient with yourself, but be diligent and um, break, break down the things that you want to do into the smallest components and work on those and, uh, and do push-ups if you can. If you can do push-ups, do those. Those will help you. Do you mean literal push-ups? Literal push-ups. Because... Because the fact is, your upper body strength has a great deal to do with what you'll be able to execute. Okay, okay. That's, yeah, where, sure. that's where things like your string gauges, um, string gauges make a difference, right? So a lot of the fantastic things you hear people doing, they're doing them, they're able to do those things because they're using really lightweight strings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and... And the thing is, it takes a lot of muscular. To, you have to be able to control the things that you do. So strength is important, and um, the ability to to attack a certain thing with uh, with ease is important. But then developing the technique, the nuances, and things like that are also very important. So your strength is important in order to execute certain things. Okay. But you have, you also need strength in order for very nuanced things. You, so in order in order to play less, you have to be able to play more, which is a paradoxical thing. You know, like a like a stereo with a, a stereo with a power amp that's very powerful will sound better at a lower volume. Right. Sure. Sure. It's got the headroom and the then, the reserve. Yeah, because they have. Exactly. Whereas opposed to uh, the same stereo with a weaker power amp is going to be struggling throughout its whole range. Yeah, Something sure. with more power is going to be more even and you know throughout the entire range of volume. So all of those things matter. And um, you know, so and I, I, and the other thing is don't beat yourself up. And and you know what you 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 know in order to be superb you have to suck. Right, you you know that's the thing, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, stop stop beating yourself up, and also um, that little quirky thing you're trying to get rid of in your playing, that's you. Mm-hmm. That that don't get rid of that. <laughs> awesome man, that is that is killer. I love that. I love all that. Vernon, thank you so much. It's been a thrill speaking to you. I actually wore out my copy of Vivid and Times Up and Stain all on cassette. 
back in the day. And um, so, it's, yeah, it's been a yeah, thrill man. to actually meet you and have a quick talk. And all the best for your Australian tour coming up. Thank you, sir. I, re- I enjoy our conversation. All right, there you go. Vernon Reed on the Guitar Speak podcast. Man, I enjoyed that conversation too. What a thrill to have him on the show. Living Colour will be returning to Australia in December 2018, so check usual outlets for tickets and dates, etc. Now, as I mentioned at the front of the show, Doug Wimbish, Living Colour bassist, was on the podcast as well back in episode 93. So if you haven't heard that interview, definitely go back and check that out. I'll leave the links in the show notes, but you can find all our episodes on um, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio or pretty much most places where you can get podcasts these days. Now, the Guitar Speak podcast, we're also on Facebook and Instagram. We love to hear from people on there. There is the Guitar Speak forum on Facebook. That's a closed group where we can talk about the episodes or any guitar stuff you want. You can check that out as well. You can support us on Patreon, which we really, really appreciate. And uh, if you're enjoying the episodes, why not share them on your social media? That just helps us get the word out. All right, that's it from me. My name's Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Bye now.